From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. All right, Ben, we're talking about comedy this week. This is episode eight, comedy. Yeah. Um, so welcome back. We just got back from a little break, yep. uh, each of us, and now we are ready to discuss some comedy. So we ended last episode with some recommendations. Yep. And what did you recommend for me? I recommended New in Town uh, from John Mulaney. It's a stand-up. All right, Special. and I recommended that you check out Bill Hicks, and I think I give you Relentless. Yes, right? Relentless His, uh, from Bill Hicks. Comedy special. Um, and before we got into this, uh, before we start recording, we were talking about, like, well, is comedy just like stand-up comedy, or do we want to talk about movies? And so I think we're going to kind of do both, talk about both stand-up and movies, uh, and kind of the different styles of comedy that there are. Because, um, I mean, comedy is a broad genre, and then there are more specifics within comedy. Yeah, but I think it makes sense because we both recommended stand-up to each other. We'll start with that, and then we'll just kind of spin off into a little bit see, broader discussion of yeah, comedy. Yeah, see, see where it goes for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll start here with, uh, with Bill Hicks. Oh my um, gosh, let's do it. Yeah, so, so I have never listened to, I've seen a couple bits from him, but I've never like watched a whole special. And have you, have you've heard the name Bill Hicks? Yes. So, uh, I'm going to give you guys a little history here before I get into Bill Hicks actually. Um, the reason I got into podcasting was because I have a large lawn where, with, at my parents' house <laughs> and I had to mow it every weekend. The lawn. Uh, and... I got tired of listening to music, and so I started listening to podcasts. And the first podcast I ever listened to was the Nerdist podcast um, with Jonah Ray, Matt Myra, and um, Chris Hardwick, who are all um, stand-up comedians. Um, they have like since gone on to do much bigger and better things, I think, and that podcast was kind of the, uh, the beginning of that. Um, but so I started listening to that when I was, oh man, 12, 15, between the ages of 12 and 15. I'm not really sure when it was there but that's when i started listening to podcasts and that's why i'm here today actually because of podcasting anyway thanks podcasting thanks podcasting <laughs> um but so they I, I listened to that for years and so i know a lot about stand-up comedy just because they interviewed stand-up comedians all the time um and from what i have gleaned is that bill hicks is the stand-up comic stand-up comic he is like he is the guy that inspired so many people to do stand-up comedy him and uh uh steve martin Oh, absolutely. Are like the two. Both really important. Yeah. And yeah. so Bill Hicks, I think, is a little bit, it's much more crass. He's much more political. He's much more in your face than uh, than, than Steve Martin was. But um, in fact, I, I I think I remember like Paul Rudd appearing on a late night, co- uh, late night talk show with a Bill Hicks like t-shirt <laughs> on. That's awesome. And, and I think he wore the t-shirt because Bill Hicks was, um, was, censored he was he was barred from oh. going on appearing on david letterman i think it was probably something like so that. like he recorded his bit just when he was kind of coming up and then letterman said okay well you can do your 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 stand-up but we don't want you to do this joke or this joke okay so he he goes on he performs his bit and then letterman censored it cut it cut it from the show wow and like hicks really didn't forgive him for this but like later um after he died letterman said all right you know Bill Hicks passed away and we did this thing that we're not very proud of. We cut his thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to air his stand-up routine uncensored uh, right now. And so that that also kind of it, – it just sort of glorified him again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at least at least he kind of, you know, came around to this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I liked Bill Hicks um, and I liked the stand-up, but I think he – he suffers from something that uh, I would call like the catcher in the rye syndrome, which is kind of like for his time, it's amazing. It's groundbreaking, but it has since been 
built upon and improved upon and I think is a little bit better now. And so, like, if I saw him when he was popular, which he died the year I was born, I believe. Okay. I don't um, know the exact year, but he was young. Yeah. I believe he died in, like, 94, 95. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he died of cancer. S- sounds right. Yeah. Uh, like, pancreatic cancer, I believe. Yep. Um, uh, but, yeah, so he... If I saw him at his at the time when he was popular, I think it would have been groundbreaking and amazing. But there are now comedians that I think are better and funnier, um, and I think make the point that he makes a little bit better. Uh, he's also kind of in the same vein as uh, Carlin. Uh, uh, I let me just jump in here yeah. and just say that you're right, and I I don't I don't reject that comparison. But I had literally a screaming on the streets of was it Montreal argument about <laughs> bill hicks versus george carlin wow uh, because it's it, it, this will get people riled up you I, know i prefer george carlin yeah well okay. What's i up, Luke? hey podcast is being interrupted right now but that's all right we got to walk in okay uh we had the technical difficulties fixed yeah we did uh and um you know <laughs> Our patrons, actually, would have known about the technical difficulties because they have access to exclusive content that we recorded before we started recording this episode. Um, So we're back now. So if you want access to that bonus content, you can support the podcast on Patreon.com by looking for Residual Culture Podcast. Um, So we apologize for the technical interruption, but we're back. Our problem is fixed. Yeah. And now we have headphones so we can hear ourselves talk. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so we were talking about uh, Bill Hicks and George Carlin. Uh, yeah, I prefer George Carlin. I think he makes better, more interesting points. Okay, now here's here's how I'm going to push back on that. Um, and this is what s- some people, this is the debate, right? Okay. There is a very clear distinction between early George Carlin, which is like seven dirty words in yeah, the 1970s, yeah. also very important, so important, in fact, that his comedy actually took him to the Supreme Court of the United States That's right, yes. to, to debate uh, the content of his speech, right? So very important, really good play. It's kind of wordplay, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then he goes through a, like a transition, like the '80s stuff. I I humbly admit I'm not totally familiar with it, but he comes back later in the '90s after Bill Hicks had passed away, dressed in all black, and kind of in that same spirit of Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks was dressed in all black. He yeah. calls himself the dark poet of comedy. Yeah. And then Carlin comes back, picks it up, and starts to kind of riff on the same sorts of themes that Hicks was riffing on, which is like really critical of politics, religion. Um, and I think that that's actually a good point to you, that you bring up. Because, again, I'm born after these, after the prime of these two. What I have seen is like their highlight reel. Like it's their best of their best. And so what I've seen of Carlin's like later stuff is just building on Bill Hicks, which again is the, the catcher in the rye syndrome, right? Like it's here's this thing that's amazing and really influential and it ever like really good stuff is based off of like he laid the groundwork for this stuff. and i certainly do not want to detract from carlin because i i also admit that at the top of his game i mean there's still moments when i'll go back and re and re-watch some old carlin stuff and i can't remember the name of the special there's so many that i've seen of, of carlin but he comes out on stage no introduction and just launches into almost this freestyle rap right i mean <laughs> it's it's basically uh p- spoken word poetry yeah, right yeah. rhymes and everything he's like and it's all these word associations and i'm just like oh my gosh it goes on for at least you know 2 or 3 minutes and it's like nonstop and i'm like that is a, a comedian at the top of his game yeah he was it's so good 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I prefer Carlin, but I also am kind of limited in like my experience of, of my consumption of both of them because of my age. <laughs> All right. So, so what about the relentless? So, so was yeah, it, were relentless. there were there specific jokes that stood out to you or topics <laughs> like things that he talked about uh, that you really liked? Or? He made a Chuck Norris joke, which just felt so dated to me. <laughs> All of yeah, I mean, you have to also get past that, right? Like yeah. all the references are to Bush, but like the yes. first Bush, right? Yeah, yeah. So the George H. W. Bush. Yeah. Um, yeah. there were no. I really liked his joke about uh, like music coming from drugs and like about getting the Beatles down from the ceiling. He like gets a broom yeah. and he's like, "Hey, come down from the ceiling." Yeah, like uh, Ringo's up off the ceiling. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah, his whole point, and this this is what he's most known for because I think people share this content the most. Yeah, is his kind of uh his his pro drug stance. Yeah, yeah. He's very pro drugs, but he's he's very pro natural drugs, right? Yeah. Drugs that grow naturally upon the planet. Yeah, right? which he didn't talk about that much in this stand up special. That's true. But yeah, he was definitely pro drugs, which was a, which was interesting. And then uh one of the other jokes that I really liked from him was he went he was like he was criticizing religion. And then he brought up that he had done that joke in the South, and then some guys had like come and were roughing oh, yeah. him up, like, "Hey, buddy!" Yeah, and then they were they were like they would push him and then be like, "Come here," and come, he'd be like, "Come here," and they but they'd push him and he'd be like, "These guys were clearly not physics majors." Yeah, <laughs> and that and, really that really got me. And he's like he's like he's like, "Come here, we're Christians and we don't like what you said about Jesus." Yeah, exactly. Right? And exactly. what's what's Bill Hicks' response? And then what's he's the like, "Well, line? then you should forgive me." <laughs> That's it. And then right? he goes, and then. I was up in a tree. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I he definitely had some good jokes. I would like I said, it's definitely not my favorite stand-up special um, because it did feel dated. And it, it, it again, that the catcher on the rice syndrome. I, I can't <laughs> drive that home enough. I don't think there are so many memorable lines. D- didn't in this one though? Also, he says because also riffing on Christianity, he says like, uh, "Have you ever? I, I never understood why Christians wear crosses around their neck." Oh yeah, because he's, he's like, like Jesus wouldn't want to see that. Do you think like if Jesus comes back, what he's gonna want to see is the cross? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, that's kind of like that's kind of like wearing a sniper rifle around your neck to remember uh, John yeah, F. Kennedy, JFK, right? JFK. He's like, hey Jackie, just thinking of John. Yeah, <laughs> got yeah. you. No problem. Yeah, just thinking of John. Yeah, it, yeah. That was a, that was actually like a really funny point that I had never thought of either. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. See, but and I want to. I just want to kind of focus on this for a little bit because therein lies like he's not the most polished delivery no. right also yeah go ahead and I'll but get back to this i will say that what makes bill hicks comedy stand out from all the others is that he brings a kind of cynical logic yes but it, like to comedy and he points out things that maybe you hadn't thought about or it's like hey Back then, he was talking about, uh, for example, the first Gulf War, and, yeah. we, and I remember this as a kid. Like we watched video of like uh, missiles being directed down like air vents, yes. right? Yeah. And he's like, "Don't you think we could use that same technology to feed hungry people?" Yes. And it's like, yeah, you know, like you can blow someone up inside of an air vent, but like delivering food to people, you know, why why not use the technology for those purposes? Yeah, he's got a really good message, and he, like it's really interesting because like. It's really crass and really harsh, but also like it's coming from a place of like love and caring. Absolutely, very and, interesting. And those are the big things with his. Uh, and that's a lot of comedy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we'll, we can spin off into my because I like John Mulaney has some stuff about that too, and he's like, you know, they just want comics to to stand there and like make fun of themselves, yeah. right? Like, and that's kind of the thing to be self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. But Hicks is always like, 
but I'm going to tell you my side of the story. Like, where's my perspective? I don't see it on the news. You know, you don't, you're not getting my perspective. Yeah. You always see these stories about people taking acid and like driving their car off a cliff. And he's like, yeah. well, that's a moron, right? That person's <laughs> yeah. stupid. Yeah. Right? He's like, I laid in a field of green grass, looked up at the heavens, the skies parted and the Lord rained like, <laughs> like sweet uh, gifts upon me. I became aware that we are only one consciousness experiencing itself, itself. subjectively. Yeah, he... It's only an illusion that we are separate from God and that we are all one and that love is the true essence of life. And now sports. And, and now here's John with the weather, you <laughs> exactly, know? Yeah. So good. That was, yeah. Um, my biggest problem with him, which like is maybe just more of a personal preference, mm-hmm. I couldn't deal with all the yelling. He's just constantly screaming. Oh man! It's like he he, he would put the microphone like in his mouth, yeah, and then just be like, and then just be like, yeah. okay. And, but it would go on for like three minutes, and I'd be like, I, I get it. But those were great <sighs> points, though, right? I just mm. is that his point about rock music? Yeah, and he's like, okay, so let me. Can I? Just, I'm sorry, I'm getting excited here. <laughs> no, but good, his point about rock music is like, at the, at that point, there were new kids on the block. Yeah, you know, new kids, right? I do just know new whether kids on the block, it's yeah. uh, from whatever, but uh, the whole thing was like rock musicians doing like Pepsi commercials was yes. just starting to be a thing. I mean, people had done it for a long time, right? Yeah, but it was really the kind of crass commercialism of the 1990s, which is now like kind of taken for granted. Yes, so much so that I've brought this up in the past that like selling out was a criticism that people would lobby against bands. Yeah. And yeah. now it's not people as much like, a thing anymore. No, great. I'm doing the Bud Light tour. I'm doing the whatever. Like that, that's yeah. great. And you're a successful musician. Oh, Beats by Dre? Right. Yeah, oh great. <laughs> I got it. No problem. But like Bill Hicks point is like if you ever as a musician sell out sell a, a product, you have sold out, you are and then he uses the the very vulgar metaphor of <laughs> of performing fellatio on Satan. Yep. Right? <laughs> and then proceeds to to Gra- drink, mimic it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The 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 mic for three minutes, yeah, while screaming. And then he's like, he's like, oh, oh, I know what you're saying, Bill. You're being a little too harsh. The new kids, they're so fresh. They're such a good model for your kids. And he's like, I say, forget that. When did mediocrity and banality become something to aspire to? Yeah. <laughs> That's my mind exploding because I'm like, you're absolutely right. Why should we want people to aspire to be? generic, you know, whatever. Yeah. Selling Coke or whatever. I mean, Coca-Cola, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so that was my biggest problem right. with him is that, like, I, the yelling was a bit much for me. That's fair. It, he's gets, a- it, gets, like a, it gets to be a lot, and especially for that, towards the end. For that reason, he's also lumped in with Sam Kinison. I don't, I don't know, know if you Sam know. Kinison. Yeah, Sam Kinison's also, like, a really l- yelly comic. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess he's getting his point across really loudly, which literally... Um, He'll have these moments of going just kind of insane, and then he's, yes. he stops and he's like, "I am available for children's parties." Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that that's Bill Hicks, uh, Relentless. Yeah. Um, I have never, like I said, that's the first time I've watched a full comedy special by him. Um, yeah. yeah. And it like it very interesting, and I see clearly see where com- modern comedians today drew their influence, which is really cool. Yeah. All right. Solid. Let's talk about John Mulaney. John Mulaney, new in town. New in town. A, a, a newer comedian, still still alive. Still alive, yes. Uh, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed myself. Uh, it was like about an hour long special, and I didn't feel like it was long or anything. I, mm-hmm. I he he. And here's what I'll say about John Mulaney. I'll, I'll provide my my general comments. No, let me just back up. I'm not even going to do the general comments, but I'm just going to say I took some notes yep. as I was watching yeah. to for like jokes that I thought were funny, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm looking down the list. 
And when I just read them on a page, I will tell you that they're not funny <laughs> by themselves. Yeah. But I think more so for, well, it's also, we get it like the craft of co- the comic, yeah. right? Because I think that what makes John Mulaney so funny is his delivery. His delivery is really good. He's like an old timey, like, guy that's like in the wrong generation. Here's, here's the way I described John Mulaney in yeah, my notes. Let's hear it. I'm saying that he is boyish. Yeah playful, self-deprecating, but very polished. Yeah. And and like that's it's it. Tight. It's tight, right? It's really tight. His timing is great. Uh his delivery is what makes this comic yeah. effective. Mm-hmm. And and he's really funny. Like he's yeah, I think he's like one he's probably my favorite comedian right now. So he I'll just I I've got a couple of these here. So, <laughs> like there's one, it's toward the end and he well, let me start with this other one. He talks about um, watching television a lot, and he talks about um, Ice T's performance oh, on, yeah. on the oh special my God. victims unit. Ice T, this is such a good joke. Because he's like, you know, after eleven seasons, you would think that Ice T would get used to seeing the types of crimes that are committed, but he never does. He's always like, you right? mean this, you mean like, you mean you this mean, guy gets off the little girls? He's like. You telling me this guy gets off on seeing little girls with pigtails? <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, Ice, that's what a pedophile is. You work in the sexual crimes unit. <laughs> this is the, the you worked here for eleven years. <laughs> and you still know, and that's just the you know that's the the, the kind oh. of way of screenwriting and all that. Um, there's another one. Where he also does some uh, writing for comedy shows or for television. Yeah. Oh he, no, he he was talking about writing um, for. I think it was um, one of the awards shows. He wrote for the Oscars yeah, or something. for the yeah. Oscars. And he said that he wrote a joke that that contained the word midget. Yes. And all of a sudden, like, I don't know if it was the head of the network or something, comes storming in. He's like, hey, who wrote this? We cannot use the word midget. It's going to be horrible. We're going to have this whole protest of people uh, coming here. We cannot use it. It's as bad as the N-word. Yeah. And John Mulaney's take is like, is it really? Because you didn't. You because you can't even say the N word when we're talking about comparing two words. If you cannot say one out loud, it seems like that's the worst word, right? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't necessarily arguing with like, um, you know, midget being a bad word. Yeah, you probably shouldn't use that word. Exactly. <laughs> but he's basically saying that like, if we're going to get into an argument about which one's worse, you know, we know which one's. If worse. you're not saying one, one's worth. Yeah. And then there's another really funny point where he says he he's going off on how eighth graders are the meanest. Oh yeah, because they'll just point out like like you're like ha your teeth are bad exactly. <laughs> or whatever. He's like they they know exactly what you're self conscious about and they're not afraid to go straight to it. Yeah. So he's like uh, you're a high waisted man with skinny hips. And he's like <laughs> oh that's exactly what I'm worried about. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's oh, it's man. true. So John yeah John Mulaney I think. Is uh, he's really it is his delivery, and it's also like he's really charming, right? He seems he's very unthreatening, but then there is yeah. a really interesting part where he talks about his alcoholism. I don't yeah. know if that's in this special, it's or not. A, yeah, it's in there. Yep. Um, and like that's not really what you expect from him because he's like, it's um, I have been compared to him before. So, well, I was gonna get into this whole other thing of like, why did you recommend him? Because I feel like you and John Mulaney also are somewhat similar yeah. <laughs> do you find yourself oh how about relatable can we use hey, relatable again am i relatable okay i i hit a button with my elbow this is the episode <laughs> of technical difficulties right, i'm moving the keyboard away from my jo- elbow joey literally so it was funny because i said oh do you find john mulaney relatable and joey like threw up his arms like oh yes i'm relatable <laughs> and when he did that 
he hit his elbow on the space bar and stopped recording or something. <laughs> that is exactly what happened, yes. Yeah, anyway. um, but yes, uh, relatable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I do find him relatable. Um, more than I find him relatable, it just, I, people have definitely told me, they're like, oh, like you remind me of John Mulaney. And I'm like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know. I hope not the alcoholic, uh, alcoholic part, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he says that's a thing of his past, but yeah, he, he does yeah. provide some funny stories of like from high school parties yeah stuff i'm, I'm de- i was definitely the awkward kid in the corner at high school parties <laughs> yeah yeah and whereas uh, john mulaney was like getting crazy yeah, yeah i uh i got a good anecdote real quick all right i was at a high school party one time okay this is totally unrelated but it's really funny yeah, high school parties um and like i was a nerd in high school and i'm hanging out no. with my friend yeah I know. <laughs> and so i'm hanging out with my friends and my friend had brought magic the gathering cards boom and so we were playing in the corner. Put it on the episode list, Magic the Gathering. We'll do it. Uh, so we're playing it. We're playing Magic the Gathering in the corner. And like the like one of the big football guys like came over and he was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And we're like, uh, we're playing Magic the Gathering. He's like, man, you playing a blue red deck? That's weak. <laughs> and then he played with us and like wrecked us all. That's a hot take because it, blue red is weak. It's yeah. It, I I don't know if it was blue red or whatever, but but this, no, this that's, big that's, that sounds right. This <laughs> this big football player was like, and like he, he like wiped the floor with us too. Not only did he like make fun of us for being bad at this nerdy card game we were playing, then he also proceeded to play and beat us all. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sounds was, about right. It was great. Magic. Someone also got caught in a dog door that party. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, let me just, I'll say one other thing that I thought was really funny from John Mulaney's um, uh, special. He, he was talking about dating, uh, he's dating a Jewish girl, or he was yes, at the time. Yes, this is fantastic. And uh, so he, t- <laughs> and he... You always know where you stand with a Jewish girl. <laughs> when, yeah, I mean, he does have all this stuff. So he's like, let me, allow me to get into the playfully anti-Semitic bit about That's dating a Jewish girl, <laughs> and people kind of laugh. Um, but... It, there's this great thing where it's like you know, the relationship's been uh, kind of progressing, and then at some point she says like, "Oh, maybe, maybe I should meet your parents." You know, and he's got, and he's. This is a really good take. He's got. He's like, uh, "Yeah, I've never really understood that. Like, you're having a really good relationship, uh, and and I think to myself, yeah, you know what? Tonight's been going great. You know what would make it even better though." <laughs> Meeting my parents, two older Catholic people who disapprove of people like, you know, dating outside of the context of marriage or oh, whatever. Oh, man, yeah. So that was kind of funny. That was, yeah, his his stand-up I think is really, really good. And like I said, I think what makes him so good is also that he's so tight and he's so... Yeah, the delivery is is yeah. is the timing, the delivery is great. Just, yeah, that makes the comic. Yeah. And so do we want to get into like just really quick a little bit more about... What makes a comic and what 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 like you look for in a comedian? Sure. All right. What do you look for in a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to a lot of different types of comedy. I I you know what? Here's what I'll say. I'll say that what I'll just be kind of generally about comedy. I think one of the things that is almost hurting comedy now mm-hmm. is like the overly or the, or the tendency of comics to feel like they need to go like the kind of way of shock comics, yes. like saying shockingly disgusting or offensive things. Yeah. Um, there are people that do it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to say I'm completely turned off by that. And I'm not saying this is not some puritanical stance to say that like, oh, comics shouldn't swear. Of course they should, yeah. you know, or, you know, you don't have to. Um, but I don't know. I, so that, that kind of turns me off to some degree. I think if it's if it's if it's done well, it's 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 effective, but it's not always done effectively, right? It's it's sometimes right. it's not it's not done as well. Um, right. Tig Notaro does a really good special. Yeah. 
um, where it's it's really really like raw and it's it's not it is funny but it's you don't laugh a lot because she was like had just been diagnosed with breast cancer and mm-hmm. then like just got up on stage yeah and was just like I got breast cancer this is crazy I'm gonna die like I remember she was just like t- like like wrestling with her own mortality on stage in front of an audience and it's really really like fascinating and interesting to watch yeah um and and it it it's funny it is like it's genuinely funny but you it's hard to laugh at it mm-hmm. um but I, I think that she does a really good job of being kind of shocking in like sure. a very effective manner sure absolutely um, and i think that that's what comedy what's good about comedy is you can kind of tackle these big scary problems like breast cancer or or i mean bill hicks talks about you know like uh, consumerism and drugs and war, and they tackle it in a way that's funny because that's how people deal with it. I mean, the same thing happened after 9-11, right? I mean, yeah. was it The Daily Show was the first one to come back after 9-11, like the first kind of... Def- I mean, The Daily Show was there, yeah, absolutely. So John Stewart has this yeah. big, uh, that that's a very famous uh, m- kind of television history moment yeah. where he just gets on and he he just scraps everything that's done for that day. And uh, yeah, has a very kind of heartfelt moment on on air. Yeah, but it, it they do like make jokes and they do and like that's kind of how people cope with it. And I think a lot of people kind of understand that about comedy is comedy is a way for us to cope with things in an entertaining way that's funny. But it's also like when it's good, I think it's real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just throw out some other names of like comics that I've appreciated. We actually just before we started recording. Um, one of the comics that I think that does this kind of like, um, at least the kind of, uh, sexually vulgar com- comedy yeah. very well, uh, is Abby Wong. Her, her, like, oh, I think it's yeah. called Baby Cobra. <laughs> it's okay, like yeah. her, and it's, it's, it's pretty good. Like, it, and she does, she's got that perspective of like an Asian woman and she has all this kind of like, uh, commentaries on what it means to be Asian mm-hmm. and what it means to be a woman. And then both of those combined and also talking about reflecting on like younger girls today yeah. and stuff. And it's, it's, that's really funny. Um, uh, yeah. I really like, um, other than, other than John Mulaney, um, actually Jonah Ray is a really mm-hmm. good comedian who, uh, does a lot of like music comedy stuff. He doesn't have that many stand up specials. But the ones that he does have are really good. Um, yeah, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen his stand up. It's it's pretty funny. One of his one of his uh, jokes is he has like a penguin tattoo, and people are like, "Oh, like how could you get that tattooed on your body?" And he's like, "What are penguins gonna start murdering people? Like, wh- <laughs> when is my opinion of a penguin gonna change?" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, what's I was also I was also just gonna say um one of the other comics that like blew up and became this huge global sensation is Russell Peters. You know Russell Peters? Oh, the English guy. No, he's no. actually he's Indian Canadian. Oh, I don't know this. So guy. his like parents are from India, but he grew up in Canada. So he's <laughs> a Canadian comic, but his his whole thing is like race comedy. Yeah, uh, there's a really uh, go ahead with this, but I, yeah. there's another one that I have to look up that's really good and does like race comedy. Yeah. So the thing with him is like he he gets by effectively of making fun of other people's ethnicities, <laughs> which not everybody can do. You know what I mean? Like very there's a very fine line between making fun and also being like relatable or just being straight up racist. Yeah. But I will also say about Russell Peters cuz I've been following him for a few years now. He's gotten so big. Like okay, let me just back up. His first original stand-up special is the one that is just hilarious and like his that video went viral. Yeah. And that's how he got huge. And now he performs for like 
arenas of people. You know what I mean? Okay. And he was actually he was actually here in Reno um, not that long ago, but I was out of town and I couldn't go. Okay. Um, and stuff that I've seen of him recently, it's it just doesn't have that same magic, you know, as that first one. He just still does the same kind of stuff. But anyways, uh, he's he's pretty funny. The other person, obviously, that does is kind of known for that is like Chris Rock was very yeah. very important um, comic. Not only just his stuff on like Saturday Night Live and and everything else and his movie his movies just in in general <laughs> like cb4 did you ever see cb4 no i have not i i'm not a huge chris rock fan actually <laughs> whatever joey I, i'm sorry did you see all right well i will say i just watched his um his most recent comedy special and he, he's just talking about his divorce okay. a lot and there's some funny parts but it's just not it's just kind of like man you know it's 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 not that it's not that good. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Chris. Love you, man. Love all your work, but I liked his like old stuff and also uh, his Saturday Night Live stuff. Yeah, I mean, he 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 has also gotten really um, a lot of attention again because of his his take on gun control, the gun oh, control yeah. debates. Like especially, but that was like back either in the early two thousands or late nineties. I think it was early two thousands. Oh, interesting. Huh. Um, and he said that's, that's become a thing like a lot more now. Of course, and his his big thing was like, okay, fine. Have your guns, but make bullets really expensive. Well, that's what they do in like in um um like Norway and stuff. I don't know if it's Norway specifically, but um, I had some roommates that were Norwegian. I, they could probably tell me more about this. Mm-hmm. But like, you can have a gun, but you just can't have bullets. Yeah. So he was just like, because then if someone got shot, you know, you'd think like, man, he must have had it coming. That cost him like eight thousand dollars or whatever. For one you know? Bullet. Yeah, for a bullet or yeah. whatever. Interesting. So. Um, two comedians that I uh like a lot um which are are actually like really controversial and one of them is like his career is definitely done now is um uh louis ck oh yeah i mean obviously of course um after after his uh scandal and everything but i think that we and we talked about this a little bit and if he even wanted to bring it up but separating like the artist from the art or whatever you want to call it yeah um, and I think that like going back and watching his stand-up specials um, can be a little bit creepy after like what happened with him. That's the thing, right? Yeah, and like it, it's a little uncomfortable. But the stuff that he has made, I still think is really good, regardless of who he is as a person. Louis C.K. was huge. Yeah, huge. Oh, he was the biggest comedian. He was he was absolutely huge, and and I think we should also acknowledge it's easy for us to sit here and say like, yes, we can very simply separate the artist from the art because we haven't been affected necessarily. Yeah, ex- exactly. By it, you know, exactly. that's easy for us to say. Now, perfectly understandable of people that just say like, he's done, he's dead to me. He's, yeah, you know, like I don't want, I'm not touching Louis C.K. I don't even want to acknowledge that I like Louis C.K. Yeah, because you know that's horrible. And then of course. Then, based on what you know about the comic, you of course go back and start looking at everything they've everything done. they've done and looking for traces of like, okay, well that's a little, a little that's weird. a little troubling. Yeah, um, but I still think that the show Louis is fantastic, and also yeah. one of my favorite shows of all time is made by him is Horace and Pete, which we talked about. Yeah, we a, talked about it on television, television yeah. episode. But well, same thing with like Bill Cosby, for example. Yeah. I saw Bill Cosby not that long ago, uh, live stand up. Wow. So my sister. Uh, works for a theater company, and she's like, hey, you know, Bill Cosby's in town. I'm like, that'd be fun. So we went, and, um, you know, he was also known for that just, like, really clean, you know, yeah. like, didn't it's, swear it's at Bill all. Bill Cosby. Right, it's Bill Cosby. And the little family on the time of the Yeah, oh, jello pudding. And now it's just, like, that's all oh. just kind of disturbing and troubling. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And it's it's interesting. And I don't I don't know if there's like a right side or a wrong side to this this debate. But hold on. Well, no, you got okay, okay, you, okay. you need to clarify sorry, sorry, what sorry. you're talking. Yes, 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 yes. Let me stop you right there. You're, no, you're right. Um, but <laughs> oh, like, there's a wrong side. There is there is a hundred percent a wrong side. Yes, in terms of like, can I still like the stuff that this person did, even though they're a horrible person? That's a personal choice. That this is my take. It's a personal choice that someone makes, but you have to acknowledge what took place. Yes. Oh, you and know, I 100 percent agree. You have to acknowledge it and then say like, if you can still go back and watch old episodes of Louis or you watch an old Louis CK stand up knowing full well what you know now and you can enjoy it, that's your own thing, right? Yeah. You can judge it critically, yeah. right? But then you have to also it's like you just can't ignore like everything else that's happening in I, the world. I don't think that it means that his stuff is now bad, right? Like like Woody Allen is like kind of a crappy human too and it may be to a different extent than other people but like he still makes good movies right yeah i mean well and, and like, <laughs> it depends right depends and on what you there's think there's like yeah. either a woody allen fan or you're not yeah that's some true. people can't stand his movies yeah but um i think that that's like an interesting example of kind of before all of this 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 like me too movement happened and everything yeah absolutely um, but yeah so so louis ck uh i still think that like he's made some really good stuff uh, and also Bill Burr is all, and he's Bill he Burr. hasn't really done anything that bad other than I think he like punched some dude in the bar once. Who's the who's the Australian guy that's gotten re- he really big because also his take on gun control. He's also oh. really vulgar. I don't know. Uh, dating like a supermodel. Mm, oh man, <laughs> that's gonna bother me. Jim, 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 Jim somebody. Gaffigan. Jim, it's not, not Jim Gaffigan. Gaffigan. No, Jim Gaffigan's a family coming. Yeah. He's Anyways, funny. <laughs> oh, that's gonna bother me. And you know what? Like, I can I can see the look Facebook post look already, look just up, being like, Birkenbein, how could you not get how, this guy? How could you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Bill Burr is pretty funny. Yeah. He's uh, really vulgar and really crass. Well, speaking of crass and vulgar, also, I do think that one of the more effective uh, deliveries there would be like Sarah Silverman. Oh yeah, her comedy. It's Sarah just Silverman like is great. Deeply, deeply troubling. But then yeah. you watch it, and her delivery is just like. You know, you Genius. either like that or you don't. Yeah. And then uh, also, who who was it that, um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. Uh, he died, too. He did. Yeah. But, like, there was an example of, like, just kind of deadpan delivery. Well, and he was one-liners. His and just whole the whole thing. Special. I, it's amazing that you have that many one-liners. Right. Right. Mitch Hedberg, yeah, Mitch Hedberg is a genius. That yeah. man is truly. And, like, he's from that era of comics from the... From the Carlin and the and the and the Bill Hicks era, a little after them. Yeah, L- yeah, a little bit after, but after, like yeah. I feel like it was kind of that. I think it was more like early two thousands. Yeah, I, maybe I guess, but uh, there was a a stylistic choice that he made that is different than what com- comedy is now. That was yeah, like still a- alive then, um, like regardless, like of like time period, like it was similar. In style, kind of like I in, would say. All right, yeah, uh, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to explain. But. A little incisive comedy, you know, kind of cutting comedy, but yeah, in different yeah. ways. So yeah. uh, I, th- I think we're gonna get on to our residual. Co- well, not our yeah, residual. Yeah, I, I think we should just like leave this at stand up because there's a lot that we talked about. Yeah, and we've had some technical difficulties. So yeah, and we we will come back and we'll talk about maybe like some uh, Christopher Guest and some. Uh, We'll do comedy like in the movie realm. Yeah, we can also talk about well. uh, Monty Python. We didn't even get into it, but I oh, mean, gosh, man, yeah. I could talk. Well, about let's Monty do a movie Python. like comedy movies. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. All right, all right. So now we're gonna go into emergent culture. Yep, we're gonna watch the trailer. All right, we'll be right back.
All right, we're back. And we're back. So our Emergent Culture trailer that we watched uh, this week is for a Ricky Gervais comedy special yeah. called Humanity. Yeah. And as Ricky Gervais says, eh, not really a big fan. <laughs> uh, when we were uh, when we were just hanging out earlier, we were actually watching some of the old Ricky Gervais shows from, I believe, HBO. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what, yeah. what it aired on, but yeah. Funny uh, stuff. Funny, funny. He's a funny guy. Really funny guy. Um, I miss the English office. Quick, you miss it or you missed it? I miss it. Oh, okay, so like you watched it and now you miss it. Yes, it was okay, good. Very good. Uh, I think we should also talk a little bit about Ricky Gervais's stand-up. Quite honestly, that was kind of a short trailer. Yeah, it was a minute. And, and which is actually kind of good in some ways that it doesn't really give away a lot. Yeah, so. he kind of. It was just kind of like him walking out and being like, "Hello, everybody." Why are you here? I'm Ricky Gervais. Hey, look at me, I'm famous. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he's like. I know what you're thinking. You've I've you know, I've already paid my money. I've seen you. Now I can leave. You don't even have yeah. to do any more like comedy or whatever. So all right, whatever. Yeah. Uh it looked funny. I mean, I like Ricky Gervais. I'm assuming I will like this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I will have to I I forgot to bring this up in the main part of the episode. Mm. Uh, I saw Seinfeld live. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was fun. How was it though? Not because very I've good. heard, yeah, I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews about Seinfeld live. Uh, I didn't think it was very good, but it was yeah. cool to just see Jerry Seinfeld live. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, he was fine. Um, he had like some good jokes. What I, I genuinely just wanted like Seinfeld jokes though. Sure. But like he d- only had one, which was uh, what's the, what's the deal with corn nuts? They're not corn. They're not nuts. And I like was like, that's Come awesome. On. That was great. That's like classic. Uh... That's what you go to see Seinfeld for, though, right? And like I didn't get any of that. I got mostly him complaining about being a father, which is really relatable for me. <laughs> hey, that's sarcasm, folks. Could yeah. you detect it in Joey's voice? Yeah, uh, I just it was just like him complaining about his kids and being like, "Am I right, parents?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh great, kids." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just, I'm going to just want to like rattle off some other names. Yeah, yeah, because for sure. Plenty of, plenty of great comics. We can't get out of here without also talking about like Robin Williams. Oh my for God. For example. Uh, we can't get out of here. I have another anecdote about Robin Williams and Louis right. C.K. All right. Um, the day Robin Williams died, um, which was like, it hit me pretty hard. Like that was like, it was really, really like surprising and heartbreaking for a lot of people. Um, but my dad and I watched an episode of Louis C.K., with Robin Williams in it. And like we didn't mean to watch that episode. Like it just it played. And it was Louis C.K. and Robin Williams meet up and they go to a funeral of a friend. Uh, it's really surreal, really wow. strange. And wow. then they even talk about like they like they go to the funeral and they get they go to like a coffee shop afterward and they're catching up and they're like, Yeah, that guy sucked. <laughs> they're like, Yeah. I don't know why we have to talk about like how he's a good person now that he's dead, but yeah, he was a, he was a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. But um it was What about Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was. It was, was really weird. That's all. It's just really weird that like that happened to be the episode we watched on the day of of Robin yeah. Williams' death. Um, yeah. Total anecdote. Sorry. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Lenny Bruce. I haven't. I don't know Lenny Bruce. I mean, I haven't we, watched Richard. There's Pryor. so many. We should yeah. just you know we um, could do like other you know. Kumail Nanjiani is one of my favorite. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He wrote. Uh, he wrote and started in The Big Sick, along with his okay. wife Emily Gordon. Um, if you've not seen The Big Sick. Watch it. It's amazing. Uh, probably one of my favorite movies of the year. Hey, have you seen... Um, I was actually just going to ask you about this. Uh, Hassan Minaj? Yes. From, Hassan so his, Minaj is great, too. So it's really funny because I didn't expect... I, you know, maybe this is just kind of uh, naive on my part. I didn't expect him to be a really good stand-up comic. But, like, he actually has... I, I wasn't... And it was like a show, though. He, like, had, like... Not like a PowerPoint, but... 
like he had, yeah, like, he had pictures from his family. It was cool the way it was done. It was more like a theater show. It, yeah, it was very nicely done. And I will also say because one of the themes of this show is that uh, is other things or shows that have heart. Yeah, that very much oh, had yeah. heart. Like a really good ending. Really kind of nice, meaningful, special. The most okay, and I can't believe I forgot about him. But the probably the most meaning that I've ever got out of a co- comic, like just out of like a weird like I've like. It's, he doesn't get political. He doesn't talk about anything other than, like, he's really meta. He talks about, like, being a creator, being a performer, being a comic is uh, Bo Burnham. Oh, okay. Bo yeah. Burnham is yeah. genius. That guy is, like, he's, like, my age, maybe a little older, and he's super, super smart, and it's all music. It's a music, he's a musical comic, but he does shows, and they're all, like, theatrical, and he just talks about, like, he gets into, like, depression and like anxiety and it in really interesting ways because he's like I'm like a white dude who is successful at a young age and everyone pays for shows to come listen to me play music and he's like why am I still sad and like it's funny the way he does it but it's also like really real and really interesting um and I think he does it in a very effective way mm. and he's not offering a solution but he's really bringing up interesting problems about like just people and comedy in general i don't know it, it, watch his newest special it's 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 really smart all right sounds good yeah we could continue this conversation but i think we should probably move on to yeah. our um yeah. our recommendations yeah so next week next week we have decided to do uh, we're going to revisit movies yeah we're going back to movies but as a, we do but a very specific type of movie yes so next week we are going to we're going to recommend we're going to talk about underrated movies underrated movies what makes an, a movie underrated yeah uh what what do you look for right i mean no critical acclaim they could also be critically acclaimed but nobody went to see them yeah or they maybe bombed. they're not critically acclaimed but you just you still like them yeah although we're gonna do another one that's a little bit different yeah so uh we're each gonna recommend something to each other so for this week, uh, what are you going to recommend to me i'm going to recommend killing them softly uh starring brad pitt um, yeah. Okay. It's a bit. It's about like the mob and stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, All right. Yeah. I, I, it didn't do well in the box offices. Uh, I have not seen it. I can yeah. tell you that. I I was thinking about it. Maybe I was just thinking of um, uh, the Fugees, Lauren Hill. <laughs> you know, uh, killing me softly with his words. Yeah. You know? okay. All right. Got it. Uh, I'm gonna recommend for you a little movie. This is one of my favorites to recommend, and my special shout out to my friend Ron, who gave me this recommendation back in high school. The movie is. Mumford. 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 Like Mumford and Sons? Yeah, but no. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about that because it's one of my favorite movies. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, and not many people have seen it. Cool. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll watch those, and then we'll uh, we'll get back to you next week. We'll get back to you next week. This has been Residual Culture. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and Instagram Twitter. and Twitter by searching for Residual Culture Podcast. We also now, as we alluded to earlier during the technical interruption, have our Patreon page up where you can support the podcast. Search for Residual Culture Podcast and s- pledge your support. Get access to all sorts of exclusive content by doing so yeah yeah we got lots of uh, cool little goodies there you can check out and uh the, the higher the higher tiers get cooler stuff yep. um thank you to our uh two patrons already we already have two yeah so thank two you. patrons thanks patrons yeah uh, uh we also uh you can email us at residualculture at gmail.com residualculturepodcast oh, at gmail.com sorry. Sorry. yes residualculturepodcast at gmail.com yep and our song today as usual is comes from people with bodies the song is called finder This has been Residual Culture. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. We'll see you next week. Get into it. Optimism.